Black Friday used to sound like this. They come in, in waves, and, and I remember specifically the, the actual the, the checkout line was all the way to the back of the store, and you couldn't get from one side of the store to the other because that line was, was so massive. And now? New Center 16's Joshua Short is inside the UP Mall, where the doors will be opening in just under an hour from now. Josh, how are things going? Look, I, we were expecting a big crowd. We don't have the big crowd that we expected. I got up at 3 o'clock excited to do my first ever Black Friday, and ain't nobody here. I am literally upset right now. I don't know why people did not wake up. Where did all the shoppers go? Wasn't worth it. So I haven't done it probably for the last five years. I won't be there because I'll be watching the UCF Knights, our national champs, playing at the, in Tampa. Eh, maybe they'll shop on Monday. This show is all about separating height from fundamental change. I'm Paul Jarley, Dean of the College of Business here at UCF. I've got lots of questions. To get answers, I'm talking to people with interesting insights into the future of business. Have you ever wondered, is this really a thing? On to our show. UCF student Jahir Hernandez recalls his most vivid Black Friday memory. It was from behind the cash register at an Old Navy. The, the pleasure and, and the privilege of working Black Friday, my hours were from 1.30 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. Jahir didn't love it. My most vivid memories would definitely be that, that rush, I think, at around 9 a.m. where people, you know, kind of get up, they, they have that uh, turkey hangover, they're done with that. They come in, in waves, and, and I remember specifically the, the actual, the, the checkout line was all the way to the back of the store. And you couldn't get from one side of the store to the other because that line was, was so massive. You have people that are, that are super nice that maybe they've worked in retail before and they understand the, the craziness. You also have those other people that are, are there just to, just to get whatever they want and they're very upset. Who's responsible? When did all this holiday shopping madness get its start? Black Friday isn't as old as you think. It started in Philadelphia back in the 1950s and got its name from police officers who hated being dragged out the day after Thanksgiving to deal with the local shopping madness. It didn't become a national phenomenon until the 1980s, and by then, it was reinvented to be the day that retailers finally got into the black. Well, at least that's the story. Don Unser is a UCF alum and retail group president at NPD. NPD is the nation's leading retail sales data company. If anyone would know when retail companies turn into the black, it would be them. And while Don, he's a little skeptical of the story. The original roots of Black Friday, it was a point in time at which the retailer turned for the year to be profitable. And there are a lot of myth-busting things out there that said, did that really happen or did that not happen? I guess back when we had a traditional predictable retail season, when we had just stores and we knew what the season was, we knew what the consumer was going to do, it was kind of a static environment. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think there could have been a, a, a relative time on the calendar where there was some profitability. But those days are long gone. Here's Professor Anand Krishnamurthy from our marketing department. Uh, the data suggests that either retailers are already significantly profitable before Black Friday, or if they're not profitable by Black Friday, they are not turning a profit after Black Friday. Don sums up the evolution of Black Friday's story this way. It's just a milestone that, that they use to uh, create a buying holiday uh, for the consumer. But who the heck needs a buying holiday? Anand says 
Department stores, for one. Department stores are traditionally the ones that banked on Black Friday turning things around for them. Traditionally, stores that don't rely a lot on sales promotions tend not to be affected by Black Friday a whole lot. Target and Walmart, for example, they're not into uh, uh, sales. Uh, in other words, they're low price stores, right? In tra- uh, traditionally speaking. So they, likewise, if you're a Ross or a Burlington off price chains, you're mm-hmm. traditionally not affected by Black Friday. Mm-hmm. If you're an upscale retailer, you're not affected by Black Friday because you don't discount a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It is stores in the middle traditionally have been departmental stores. And online merchants, well, they like to create fake shopping holidays too. You know, the made up holiday uh, of Singles Day and Prime Day, I think are studies in and of themselves. Um, Hallmark might be able to tell us a lot about that, but what do you think? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Neither one of those days mean anything. Matter of fact, on Prime Day, most people don't even remember the origin of it. But what Prime Day was is Amazon saw that Jet was about to launch their platform. Uh And so they did a a Prime Day uh, to put out uh, great deals that would squelch the launch of jet.com hmm. and that was prime day um so the origin of these two days are, are are interesting the fact that singles day did as much volume as it did and does uh is absolutely fascinating oh it's more than fascinating listen to anand how much did alibaba bring in on singles day four days ago do you know I can't imagine. It's got to be a humongous of, number. <laughs> in excess of $30 billion, all right? In one day, yeah. Amazon's Prime Day brought in $4 billion or so. And then there's that fake online shopping holiday phenomenon. Cyber Monday is the most attractive online shopping day of the year. Brings in, I think, about $6, $7 billion or so. But like Black Friday, online holiday shopping is a bit overhyped. What percentage of holiday sales you think takes place online as of last year what was that percentage i'll tell you I'm that i guess 40 percent. it was a hundred billion dollars and change okay it was less than 20 percent of all of holiday really? sales all right 700 billion sales of uh, holiday say uh, uh, holiday yeah. shopping takes place only a hundred billion comes from online anon's data tells me you're going holiday shopping if you can't help yourself and feel the need to battle the crowds in search of that bargain, here's some things to keep in mind. First, our resident economist Sean Snaith tells us it's going to be a big holiday season. People have money in their pocket, they're feeling good, and they're ready to spend. One of the strongest in, in quite a few years. Take-home pay is a little bit larger, and that's also converging with uh, faster growth in wages and salaries as the labor market tightens. And consumer confidence is at 18-year highs. Uh, people are feeling pretty good. The, the labor market's good. The economy's doing well. Um, those are conditions that are conducive to spending. And Don says retailers are ready. I think the retailers are set with inventory. Especially for this season's hot ticket items. We think that the uh, smart speaker, the Echo products, and the uh, Google Home products will continue to be a very hot uh, this holiday. Uh, we think stereo headphones are going to be very hot, really led by Apple AirPods. Those are just absolutely on fire right now. And for the last year, year and a half, those have been in uh, heavy allocation. Retailers haven't been able to get enough, and now they are. We also think in the uh, anything having to do with the home categories are going to be really strong. The Instant Pot last year, which was a 
super hot product. And the air fryers, these are two convenience plays basically for the consumer. Both of those will continue to be very hot this year. But what about the kids? To tell you some of the hottest toy products, LOL Surprise will still be hot this year. Something called Scruffle Loves, which is a a soft plush toy that comes in a hard package. Uh So you will have to soak it, rinse, Mm -hmm. then you dry. But then it becomes a plush toy after Uh, you do all of that. There is another, I think it's called Hatchy Babies. So so now instead of Hatchimals, it's now Hatchy Babies where you can actually uh, get a boy or a girl from, from an egg. So they've gone, they've taken parenting to the kids' level as mm-hmm. well. But there's not much need to go out early. Traditionally, shopping on Black Friday has never been about people showing up at 3 in the morning and waiting in lines. The peak shopping season... That's fake for, news? Is that what you're telling me? Not much of the sales comes <laughs> from there. So, uh, much of Black Friday sales actually happens in the early to mid-afternoons. The peak Black Friday shopping time in terms of foot traffic is between 2 and 4 in the afternoon on Black Friday. It is not the mornings. And it could be dangerous. The numbers tell you that you're most more likely to get killed shopping for a doorbuster on Black Friday than from a shark bite. All right? More people <laughs> die in stampedes at Black Friday. You can reduce the likelihood of getting injured and increase the likelihood of landing that toy by having the family spread out and using their cell phones. Today... Uh, holiday shopping on Black Friday is more engaging because you can now have different people in the family go to different stores, communicate on the phone, and exchange information that expands the shopping options for the family and friends. So browse at the stores, and if you don't find what you're looking for, well then, shop online. Friday online brought in about 5 or $6 billion last year. So when we talk about Black Friday, the old definition of people walking into the stores may not be doing its thing, but people are still shopping in droves online on Black Friday. Traffic on Black Friday doesn't appear to be significantly off either. So so they're the, browsing and then going home and yes, buying it online? <laughs> so so, so it, there's a lot of showrooming going on. That is, they, they, they find out what's going on and then they go to a lower-priced location online, don't have to leave the house. Or... If that's not social enough for you, consider this. Uh, people getting together and, and, and going to the coffee shop and doing their e-commerce shopping together. Uh, uh, we see some of that. I sense a fake Starbucks holiday on the horizon. It's time to call the question. Is Black Friday still really a thing? From Jahir Hernandez. I think it definitely still is a thing. Um, I think people nowadays are always looking for that one deal. Maybe there's something that you really want uh, that's uh, at Best Buy at maybe 3 in the morning that you're willing to get. So I think it's still a thing. From Sean Snaith. No. Why not? Yes. We'll get back to you, Sean. From Anad Krishnamurthy. Yes and no. Black Friday is not what it used to be in terms of retailers becoming profitable. Friday's meaning has changed. It is not retailers turning a profit that day. It is not about bringing people into the stores at three in the morning. It is It is also moved online. Okay, Sean, try again. I'll say yes, it's still a thing. Because it's symbolically still important, uh, if not important because of where it falls on the calendar as much from don answer black friday is not really a thing uh does it matter it is a point in time in the retail selling season that is a bit of a milestone if you will but one of the proof points that black friday is not a thing is just look at the advertising that uh that's done it really starts 
in early November and late October. That's your first proof point that Black Friday really isn't the start of the holiday season. It is now the beginning of November and the end of October. It's my podcast, so I get to go last. I had one last important question for each of my guests. Are you going Black Friday shopping? Personally, I, I procrastinate as much as possible. <laughs> and online. I, for two, won't be going Black Friday shopping. Maybe Cyber Monday if I remember. I am going Black Friday shopping. <laughs> Personally, because it's my job, I have to be in the malls and I'm, I'm live tweeting. Online, yes. In store, probably in the afternoons. Just to make sure I didn't miss the target audience for Black Friday, I sought out a few expert shoppers. First, from Jess Green Dorney. No, At I, Black won't, Friday. I won't be there because I'll be watching the UCF Knights, our national champs, playing at the, in Tampa. From my executive assistant, Tina Hand. I've done it before. Uh-huh. I've gotten up at 5 o'clock in the morning before with my girlfriends and went to Black, Shop, Black Friday shopping. Wasn't worth it. About 12 o'clock, I'm back home. So I haven't done it probably for the last five years. Notice, there's not a sense of urgency in any of their voices. When shopping was local... Scarcity was a real concern, and retailers could play on this. If you couldn't find that coveted holiday gift within a reasonable drive of your home, you risked disappointing a loved one, and that drove you to get up early and get it done. Today, shopping is global, and with free two-day delivery and stiff competition for the consumer dollar, people have plenty of options other than getting up at 3 in the morning to get that gift before the appointed time. Tina Hand nailed it. Sorry, Black Friday. You're just not worth it anymore. What do you think? Check us out online and share your thoughts at business.ucf.edu slash podcast. You can also find extended interviews with our guests and notes from the show. Special thanks to my producer, Josh Miranda, and the whole team at the Office of Outreach and Engagement here at the UCF College of Business. And thank you for listening. Until next time, charge on. Internet killed the video star.